You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. discuss geek culture from the belly of the beast once a week i'm your host dan and uh we are now 76 days from music's con 2015 in las vegas nevada 76 days with me as always are my two friends des sup and will sup the commissioner yep how you guys been this week good you were asking me earlier and i just couldn't remember my week I'm much better now that Randall Cobb, Cobb did not destroy his entire career. Oh my god, right? I saw that. I 20 minutes after our draft. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was bad. You were, you it were was pretty happy. funny for a little while, though. For a little while, it was funny. But at least, like, at least in that circumstance, if you're going to have that happen, it's not like the end of the world, right? Like if Cobb had gone down, well, Adams is just going to have to score some points, or Green Bay is not going to score points. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. at least, I, at least I had the next number one wide receiver sure. for Green Bay sitting there behind him, but just in case. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. So I had a. It was. It was good. There was a, a moment where all of my players it felt like were going down. Only your tight ends. And here, and yeah, Kelsey I'll, went out, and um, who else? I'm forgetting. Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. He, he was already out. out. They just announced. Yeah, um, we don't think he's coming back for a while. Yeah, Julius Thomas went out. So um, Gurley was, uh, um, he's still probable, but that was questionable. Are oh, he's still questionable. I lied. Peterson came back, though. That makes me good. Gurley, Gurley uh, I, I don't think Gurley's going to start week one. That's all right. Only because he's a rookie, and it's not like he's really gotten a lot of time in camp to get up to speed. That doesn't mean he's necessarily a bad pick. Just that No, 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 exactly. It's not a bad just pick. Just that, like, even if he was suddenly miraculously healthy, I'm not sure I'd want to. Go like, oh, you know how you haven't practiced at all? You just go out there and run. You the go, yeah. No, I, you know, that, that, I don't see a coach making that call. We, we may, we may be making a change there. So, um, William did a quick, very quick look at the the draft as commissioner this week. Apparently, we were. We were I want. I want to talk about the elephant in the room, which is what, no once elephant. again. What is with the Dan Zisco taking a backup quarterback in like the sixth? Worked for me last year. How did it work for you last year? Because last year I had I had Breeze and I had Rivers and they you both did had very well. In like the tenth, yeah, it was totally fine. Am I wrong? I think this is well, going to be fine. Am I wrong? Um, 
See, most of my expo- experiences with San Diego drafts, where he always goes early. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, when it was just the three of us, and I don't think either of us were going to jump on him. No, and I didn't. I didn't even take him. I uh, I, I jumped on Stafford because he was high he enough. Did, still, he did so well for me last year. Are you out of your <laughs> he mind? He was still high enough that he was. It was a good pick. Although I did pull Andrew Luck, so I was happy about that. And I hope that Andrew Luck works for you, Dan. I'm not counting on it though. I'm going to call it right now. Andrew Luck will probably have a good season, but he's going to be this year's Peyton. Um, everybody expecting him just to repeat his numbers from last year and him just falling short. I, I, and, and I like, am not. Anyone who had Peyton last year, other than those, what was it, the, that two and a half weeks where he really sucked, probably won't complain. Peyton still ended up, what, like the four quarterback? Yeah. Something yeah, like yeah, that. He you know, good. But he didn't, he didn't have the year before where he, you know, scored all the points available in the league. No, based on based on my uh, my you know this is again looking at average draft picks from some mock drafts I did and when I say some it was a lot of data and then a few that I did on my own. Andrew Luck was usually number one. That's through number three in terms of quarterbacks. No, he's so. he's he's number one a lot, but that's because people are stupid. They think that last season predicts the current season. Well, no, but what does predict the current season? You have to base it off of something. It, what what the the key ingredient to that is who the player is how they've performed year to year, and whether or not they're likely to have the same type of exposure at their position this year. There are certain people who, like, I think DeMarco Murray is a wonderful running back, provided he does not get hurt. I don't think he's going to be running the ball as much this year because of who he's playing for. I pulled him in my second draft, my other draft, the one where I was... Well, uh, I think he's a fine running back if you get him in the second or third. I think I got him in the second. I think I got DeMarco Murray in the second um, after my Antonio Brown wide receiver pick. I'm not even playing in that league. It was somebody couldn't make their draft, and so they went, Dan, you drafted another league. Come, uh, come draft here. And what was interesting was... Um, because I've now done two drafts with Will and the crazy beautiful mindness that Will is when it comes to fantasy football, I feel like my game already is higher than the average bear. So that was it was really interesting not drafting with you guys. It was a really different experience. <laughs> so it was fun though. We had we had a we had a really good time. Uh Steven, who was on two episodes ago, accidentally picked the Cleveland Browns as a defense, which is amazing. And then he subsequently picked another defense. Off of the wire. Well that's just it. He didn't pick a kicker, so he's gonna drop that he's gonna drop the Browns and grab a kicker off the waiver wire. I mean that was the, the plan, but that moment of you picked and the his, fucking his, Browns. And wasn't he after Cincinnati? He was. I don't think Cincinnati's quite a lock in week one as people think they are. In fact, I think... Granted, I don't expect the Raiders to be great this year. But, but they improved. should be better. And they're and at home. I always think the Bengals are going to suck until they do good. It's like I'm conditioned to think the Bengals are going to yeah. suck unless they're actually physically winning football games. Yeah, so uh, my buddy Steven was all Ohio all the time in terms of defense this uh, this draft, which was... which, And I may join their league at some point in the future, because they're looking for more permanent players. They've got a lot of people who kind of come mm-hmm. in and go out, and so I'd, uh, yeah, I would be more than happy to join your league if you want to put me in two, which will be which will be interesting. Very very different economy in terms of our league at Musings and their league over there. So. Oh, for sure. So uh, you had some moments to look at our draft, I'm assuming. No, I still want to know why Dan Zisco keeps taking a backup quarterback. In the sixth. Because what it, makes you think you need a backup at that position that strongly? Because based on what I'm looking at, that is a good pick at that moment. Based on the scoring, Dan, let me ask you one that question. we have picking a quarterback you at one that question, point okay? is a good I strategy. think Andrew Luck is going to have a Peyton Manning 2014 season where he just doesn't produce like he did in 2014. But for, for, for what his expected numbers are, he's like the youngest available quarterback in, in that echelon right 
Yeah. So what possible belief could you have that he's going to go down? I mean, like, you can, anybody can go down at any moment, but to presume that, of all people, Andrew Luck is going to get hurt seems kind of ridiculous. I don't, you know, it depends. Last year, Breeze had a few weeks where he was not doing well, and Dan? I made a good choice to put Rivers in there, and Rivers did fine for me because Rivers Dan? is so highly rated. Dan, I'm pretty sure that if we go back in time, we will find out that it's been more than 15 years now since Drew Breeze was a charger. <laughs> that man is old. <laughs> I'm not saying that's really true. If you take Drew Brees, maybe you do need a backup. If you take Peyton Manning, maybe you do need a backup. Um, I don't really think. I'm not saying you don't need like a backup with Andrew Luck, but like you don't need to waste a sixth round pick on a backup for Andrew Luck. I still don't think it was a bad pick. Certainly shouldn't be Stafford. I still don't think it was a bad pick. Stafford was my highest rated quarterback that was left at that moment. Based on what? Based on the myriad of data that I compiled and all of my crazy standard deviations, which led me to an average draft pick, which put Stafford at that moment with what okay. was left the highest rated quarterback. Okay, I have to ask, though. Were these the same standard um, variations that had you putting, like, Jordy Nelson before he got hurt, like, at 17 because you were looking in the wrong column? But I, I went back and fixed all that. No, I know you did, but could you have possibly been looking at the wrong column? No, in this case? no. Well, no. Is, is Stafford really a good, a good quarterback on paper? Stafford's had up and down seasons over the years. A lot. Like, he's either kind of really good or kind of and it, mediocre, right? He kind of rises and falls with Calvin Johnson, as does most of the team. Mm-hmm. So if, if uh, Megatron's healthy, uh, Stafford's usually Stafford's kind of a low-end quarterback one. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's out, and that's then just it. Stafford kind of falls that, to back And that's just it. I, I have him as a low QB1, and the <laughs> fact that I'm pulling him as my QB2, in my mind, makes a good choice, considering I've already filled my starting lineup at that point. I'm I'm okay. See, I think maybe I just view quarterbacks differently than Dan. It's v- quite possible. I'll start Kirk Cousins if I think he's going to score points this week. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll like, take I a backup if one's smacking me in the face late in the draft. And yeah, I mean, what, what, eh. like, I, do I love Eli Manning? No, I hate Eli Manning. I took Eli Manning with what round pick? Like 15? Pro- pro- probably pretty late, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he shouldn't have been there at that point. No, Eli Schmanning should not have been But at 15, I don't feel like I wasted anything. What was my other choice, taking yet another handcuff running back? Yeah, you're not really wasting anything at that late in the draft. Mm-hmm. So other than my team, what are some other people's thoughts on the Musings Podcast Network team? Which, by the way, just uh, so we know who we're talking about in case you listen to any other podcast, it's obviously Will, Des, and I from Musings. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a team by team, and you can explain who they are. Perfect. Let's do yeah, that. I think uh, Will wants to discuss who they picked and... Yeah, because I, I don't have the entire draft list in front of me, but I have everybody's team. Uh, so we have our, our, our Pittsburgh Nerd pa- pa- our, our, podcast, our, our defending, defending champion. champion. Yeah. Our defending yeah. champion Pittsburgh Nerd Pod, so Although I don't that's think Pittsburgh Nerd I Pod. I think it's important to point out it's it's Sean's team, right? It is it's Sean's not, team. It's not the podcast. No, I think this is Sean's just Sean's team. team. I don't think Ian um, mm. jumps on this. Yeah, Sean's parting shot as the cl- draft was closing down was waiting to hear me trash talk his team. So I guess here we are. I don't think it, it's funny. I remember last year we went through these. People are like, Will, like, rip the shit out of my team. I'm like, I thought I was really nice to everybody. Because, <laughs> like, seriously, here's the thing, right? If, like, you show me your team, oh, like people do from time to time, people, like, show me their team. Like, even if I think your team is shit, like, I'm generally pretty nice. I mean, like, even if I think your team is I awful, I'm going to be like, you know, you got some pieces to work with here. Uh, but, you know, keep an eye out on the waiver wire. During I think, the season, um, that's I where teams really know are, are yeah, making I mean, I mean, And Lawson, I did really well on the waiver wire last year. I picked up Kelsey, and he had an amazing season. I think I think um, there were uh, a couple of teams who went off on a little bit. 
No, Brown I, was the team that had Marshawn Lynch last year because it was a very old team just in general. Uh, yeah. I don't remember which team Lynch that was. was. Fine. And then whoever drafted Peyton, you didn't like anybody else they drafted, so you said this team is the Peyton or Bust team. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and I, I I didn't like Amy's because she had Eli and Cutler, <laughs> yeah. and I just personally hate both of those <laughs> quarterbacks. Uh-huh. I guess not even a fantasy thing. It's just. I despise both of these quarterbacks on a personal level. The one thing I'll say about Amy before we get to her team that I've discovered after two drafts, she really likes wide receivers. Okay, sure. In almost, in almost every circumstance, she'll go with a wide receiver over another position. So Sean went with Aaron Rodgers, yep. which is, yeah. is a very a very solid first-round pick. And the guy's in the top two among quarterbacks every mm-hmm. year. So he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah he's going to be okay. Unless there. he breaks a collarbone. Uh, or, has, or, or has no one to throw to. But if that happens, he's scoring more than just. It really Sean. doesn't matter. He's he'll throw to any. He'll be fine no matter what. I only have so many of the wide receivers from the Green Bay Packers. Okay? <laughs> I need some of them to be healthy. Well, oh, let's see. He's the one. Oh, he ended up with uh, Tom Brady as his backup. Now yeah, that's, that's now just uh, that's fantastic surplus. That was that's trade amazing. Was. That was amazing for him. Um, looks like Demarco Murray and Jonathan Stewart as the starters. So you have two guys who are quite good when they play. And have a very dicey history of whether or not they actually do play. So, risk, but, but you know, high I, I, level of reward I think they're there. both debatable RB1s and RB2s, though. Yeah, Stewart, when he's healthy, is a running back, too. Yeah. I actually ran all the numbers on him the other day because I was curious. Um, and it's one of, he's missed 20 games in the last three years. Mm-hmm. But when he plays, he puts up like, he puts, 10 to 11 he points does, a game. He does, yeah, he's well. fine. Um, he's got Keenan Allen and Andre Johnson receiving. Uh, he's also got Fitzgerald. And then on his bench, he's got Marcus Colston, Steve Smith, uh, and Doug Baldwin. He's got a whole bunch of old, established receivers. receivers. Yeah, Nobody glamorous, but all people who can potentially produce just fine. Yeah. So I assume he'll be fine there. As long as you're okay with accepting kind of like 12 as your high. Yeah, well, I mean, he can grab a superstar up there because he already had Rodgers and he'd mm-hmm. already taken DeMarco well, Murray. It's hard, it's hard to get a decent RB1, a decent wide receiver one, if you take one of the first two QB picks. And you got Jordan Cameron. It's, you know, boring but solid. Provided he stays healthy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, the thing is, after the first few tight ends come off the board, everybody's boring, and they'll all probably put up five points a week. Yeah, but I have serious concerns with Cameron. Like, if you have, like, it's one thing to have missed, like, you know, considerable time over the last two or three years, but when, like, every single time you miss, it's because of a concussion. <laughs> one starts to question whether or not it's the fact that he gets hurt or if his, like, skull is just too soft or something. Because it's true. Every, every time with Cameron, it's like a concussion. It was one of those guys. So if, if he if he goes down, you're probably gonna find another guy in the waiver wire who can do just. Oh as well. yeah, just fine. Did did Kyle Kyle Rudolph even get taken in our draft? I don't think he did. Probably. I don't. I don't recall. Uh, we've got. Let's talk about Dan because he just walked away. Yeah, he's got. He's the he's the luck team. Yeah, Dan, as in he needs good luck. Dan went up after Andrew Luck. You were saying you think he could he could regress to the mean. Although no, I time, think I think Luck is still a perfectly vi- viable choice. I just don't expect him to be the number one QB this year. It's entirely possible that he gets better. He's gotten better each of the first few years, and he's probably the most talented guy in the league. Yeah, but at, at the very at the very least, I have to hold out the dim hope that Indianapolis is slightly better running the football with Frank Gore than without Frank Gore. Well, they were actually pretty good when they had Ahmad Bradshaw last year, who was basically their old guy for that mm-hmm. year, like Gore is this year. And you know, Andrew Luck tore it up anyway. Yeah, I know. But a lot of those touchdowns. Let's face it. A lot of those. A lot of those numbers came from the fact that. At least late in the year, they didn't really have much at running back. They kept sending Trent Richardson out there, and he kept getting me three points. 
That, that happens. <laughs> Three points. Got, uh, Wait, are we I talking come, about me? Yeah, we're talking about starting well, running I back. I wasn't here when we started. What 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 did we say so far? We're talking oh, about luck. We we just mentioned you have luck. You're actually lucky you have uh, to, to have Andrew Luck and Adrian Peterson. Because most of the leagues that I'm in, those guys were both gone in the first round. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I picked both of those. Not that, not that luck necessarily should go in the first round, but usually he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you ended up with Adrian Peterson, or you're obviously hoping for a bounce back here, and I you got am. Todd Gurley, who's being compared to the next Adrian Peterson. If he if he plays. If he plays. So this is huge boom-bust potential. You've got massive, like, both of these guys can end up in the top five by the end of the year. Which could be really or, good for me. Or, or Gurley well, could be an injury nightmare, thing. and Peterson may just be an old man. Here's yeah. the thing. No, I think Peterson will have a fine year. I, d- I doubt, I highly doubt he'll be anywhere near one. Like, I don't buy the hype of people who are like, he just had a year off and he's pissed off. He's going to demand the ball every play and run all the time. I don't think that's going to happen. But I'll bet he probably ends up at somewhere in the top five, maybe, maybe the top ten. Um, the problem with Gurley, I don't think, is his injury potential, although I don't think he'll play in the first few games. It's the fact that I just don't know how much I trust the St. Louis Rams to be a running team. That's probably true. But Trey Mason did fairly well for them last year. Yeah, but did, like, what was his numbers last Not year? Not amazing. He wasn't, he wasn't anywhere near the top ten, was he? No. Right? That's, that's what I'm saying. I think Gurley may be a horribly talented guy. You might get a few more points from him than you did with Mason. But I don't think he's going to suddenly bust out and be a top five running back at St. Louis. And, and that's, that's one of the things. People like unknown commodities with lots of but, hype. Yes, but also, and, and in regards to that, when Dan took Todd Gurley, he wasn't taking an RB1. He was taking an RB2. I think he's a perfectly valid RB2 yeah, choice. Thank you. And he's got, he's got uh, Chris Ivory in the flex, who really kind of flew under the radar this year, but he's got the starting job all to himself for the Jets. And also a little injury prone, though. But And he's, he's solid. I mean, he's not spectacular, but he probably won't bust on you. He's He'll probably be... If if Gurley doesn't play, Ivory will fill in. I know it's really it's really sad from someone who actually does have at least one Jet on his lineup, but I don't trust the Jets. Uh, No, you shouldn't trust the Jets. uh, But they will probably be incredibly average. Fitzpatrick's an average quarterback. They've got half decent wide receivers, Mm -hmm. half decent running back. They'll they'll be okay on offense. Uh, You've got DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson, a receiver who are both. Totally acceptable. Uh, not superstars probably won't bust on you. Kelsey it'll looks be good at tight end. It'll be interesting to see if Robinson can make it through a full season. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's always tough when you got Jacksonville yeah. and Blake Bortles is throwing too. But it looks like mm-hmm. he's probably going to get all of the throws. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the curious one, what led you to the Minnesota defense? Uh, it was what was left and what, what I had rated. Higher. You had them on a list? I, yes. Really? I did. Based on from what, what last performance? Like, Prior year performances yes, or what? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's um, not how you pick defenses. I had I had them on a list. Oh, defenses are crapshoots anyway. That's so right. I'm it's a crapshoot. I had them on a list. I was like, you're in the top. No, I know, 10, but Dan, by, by no Good. means can you can you suggest that defenses over the last five years are indicative of what you're going to get this uh, year. That's I mean, the like, point. It's a crapshoot. So I mean, Minnesota might be fine. They might be shitty against. Although you, you did know? the same thing I did last year. You just swapped out the defense every year for the ma- or every, every week for the matchup. Exactly yeah, as best yeah. I could, and you know, and that that actually ended up working for me because it was like, well, who's out there and who are they playing? How are we going to do? And it was better at the end of the season, obviously, because at that point you kind of know what's going on. And Julius Thomas is hurt for you, but he was going to be the backup anyway, so you're fine. I uh, got Amy's team. Amy over at which podcast? Well, she used to be on Culture Babble. Now she moonlights on uh, History, History Bad, Bad ideas. ideas every so often. Um, but she's round. I'm okay. hopefully going to see her next month. I have to figure that and out. She's also the only member of the network that you and I have personally met in person. Yes. So be nice to her team now. Well, who's she got? All right. She's got who's her starting quarterback? Matt Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that noise is the fact that I just don't like Matt Ryan personally. Matt Ryan he's is a like, perfectly acceptable choice for starting quarterback. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's going to be like I don't know seventh to tenth, tenth. Yeah, somewhere in there, and he's going to give you really consistently. Mm-hmm. Decent numbers every week. Probably he's just he really, won't win you weeks like he's Aaron really Rogers boring, said. and I find him personally not so interesting as a person. <laughs> but he'll he'll do perfectly fine for mm-hmm. for who he is. Um, looks like her top picks were went to receivers. She has Demarius Thomas and Calvin Johnson, so she went big on the receivers. I think that Demarius was a real good choice. Demarius is an awesome choice, uh, and Calvin Johnson and is one of those when he's healthy, he, he's amazing. He's healthy, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, it's you, you throw a little bit of a gamble in there, but you don't you don't have to take him as the number one guy anymore. No, you get you him don't. at a discount. You don't. I'm sure. I'm I'm not even sure. Calvin was probably her second round pick. I would think. Uh, I know she jumped on Demarius a little too early, but that's because she really likes wide receivers. Well, Demarius can go number one. Or, I mean, number one for in first round, and it's not oh, really yeah, that I know, but I think her wasn't she picking like seven? I don't remember. I guarantee you, there were still better people on the board. That's all I'm saying. But she really seems to like wide receivers. That's where she wants to get her points. And yeah, she's know, got Macklin say, on, on the say bench what right you now. Will, yeah. Who's probably going to go into the flex because she's got Joyke Bell in there right now. Oh, and that's he's, not going to happen. Yeah, it's a But, good. yeah, no, say what you will about her strategy of taking wide receivers. She made the playoffs, and, and I think she beat my team in the first round of the playoffs by, like, 60 points. Yeah, she had a scary team. Which was it was scary because it scored, like, 140 points or 80 points. Like, there was no middle setting. Yeah. Either she had a phenomenal week or she just wasn't even competing. Yeah, the tough part's going to be your running backs. Uh, she's got Alfred Morris, who's who's boring but consistent. He'll he'll do his as job as long as long as Washington. I mean, is assuming that winning. Washington holds it together. I mean, if, the thing is, Washington they've been not shit winning. for years, and he still puts up eleven hundred yards. Yeah, I know, but if if, if I, I really think Washington this year is is going to be so far behind in most games that they're not going to have a running game. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he he pretty much does exactly what you think he'll do every year. But after that, it's Melvin Gordon and Joyke Bell, um, and then she's got Doug Martin, who might be sneaky decent pick to throw in there um I like, but as, I like, as a charger like guy i'm not sure that melvin gordon is actually going to be worth shit this year he had a ton of hype going into our early drafts and now people are getting really wary he really? Wasn't, like not that i watched a lot of preseason football but he wasn't particularly awe-inspiring yeah he really didn't do anything in the preseason games they're worried he can't really do pass protection they're thinking it may be woodhead and brandon oliver again kind of splitting time with him in which case it's not yeah, good it might be not good. And, uh, but and they i'm, drafted I'm him not in the first even round, cons- so. and i'm not even concerned i'm not even convinced that bell is the starter in detroit nobody knows what's going on in detroit but i'm but i'm not sure he's going to end up being the starter i just yeah, don't there's know, like I, four guys are talking about nobody i think knows i think that you're probably likely to to be better off in detroit with abdullah yeah, I took him as a backup. That's, 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 my, that's my gut right there. And then she's got Zach Ertz. The same thing this year as last yeah. year. Yeah. Kind of hurt and quite frankly don't know if he's going to actually outsnap Brent Selleck, Who their cares? other tight end. I started talking about this before we started. She doesn't have a tight end backup either. It doesn't matter. She can pick anybody. The tight here's end backups my, are all the same. Here's my thing about tight ends. This is what I've decided in, in my wonderful research. It doesn't matter. If you, if you didn't get Gronk, you're looking at three points a game. Or maybe 14 points a game. And most of the time, it's going to be closer to three points a game with almost every tight end in this league. I mean, I like, you know, I'm curious to see what Graham does this year in Seattle. Uh, I like Greg Olson. I like Travis Kelsey. I'm, and after that, um, Bennett, I think, is, is okay. After that, Bennett, Bennett is it's probably all the, Bennett's probably the only one who gives you probably a guaranteed eight per week because it is not his touchdowns, is that he catches a lot of passes. Yeah, Delaney Walker's okay. Yeah. Do his job. Um, I, the only, but the only thing I'm happy about with tight end is that I've got Antonio Brown on my bench waiting out his suspension. Uh, Gates. Gates, yeah. Um, and probably in about, you know, 
six games when the Chargers are really, really bad, there's not going to be anyone in the field that, that Philip Rivers feels trusted no, to throw to, except Antonio yeah, and that's, that's an interesting. It's an interesting long con you're kind of playing, and I'm. I'm well, I mean, it's a backup tight end. I don't really like. I don't really think my tight end's going down in the first four weeks. I, for the love of God, I hope not. All right, so we've got. But if he if he does, I don't really have any feeling towards him. So I'll just pick somebody else. Yeah, fine. We've got the 40 going on 14 uh, Which, uh, podcast. Yes, they... Uh, this is a jointly run team. I believe this is a jointly run team with the 40 going on 14 podcast, so I need to update that. I did not update this week, and I apologize, guys. Um, Are they the ones who had Peyton last year? They got Peyton this year. Maybe. I don't remember. Um, yeah, they isn't, got, isn't the person who runs... The, like, the person whose name is on the team, Josh? Yeah. Yes. I think he did have Peyton last year. Okay. All right, it panned out until uh, right near the playoffs. He got smashed by I think Buffalo or somebody. And I'm, I'm I I really hope that they all got together to draft as a group. Like I feel like that would be fun. <laughs> uh, looks like they went receiver as well. Uh, they went with Antonio Brown and AJ Green. Um, Good. I like, that's, I like that's Brown. That's not bad. No, those should both be really solid. Yeah, AJ Green kind of got. I don't like Green. Uh, Green's fine. People kind of forgot about him because he got hurt last year. Yeah. yeah, but I don't like I don't like I don't like wasting a second round pick on someone. Who spent like half of last season out for a really stupid reason? Yeah, but I mean, like Julio Jones has had that happen to a couple times, and he's still you know a hype monster who gets drafted really high. Yeah, but last year it didn't happen to him. Yeah, but at this point I mean, the guy's got like three screws in his foot. I mean, you know, at any time he might you know it might just fall off. I don't yeah. know, but um, no, I think those are both fine. Um, Peyton's uh, I think going to be fine yeah. this year as well. Everybody's expecting his demise, but until it happens, I. Yeah, I think you're in the same boat with Peyton as you are with Antonio Gates. There's going to be a year where there's like nothing it's gonna, happens. It's going to fall apart. But until it yeah, ha- people until just kind of don't happens. want it to be them, so they st- they they shy away from the old guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, fuck, what does a bad year out of Peyton Manning look like? It probably looks like a really good Matt Ryan year. Probably. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> um, uh, dicey spot is uh, he's got Bennett at tight end, which is fine. They get Aguilar on the flex, and, and that's, that's fine. Fine too. Uh, but Gio Bernard and Joseph Randall at running back. Yeah, Gio's not the starter, I'm and not, we don't know if Joseph Randall is gonna really going to... I don't think he's going to be the starter. It I, might be a committee in Dallas. Or they're going to trade for Monty Ball, and whether or not Monty Ball's I, any good is debatable, but he's certainly better than Randall. Well, Randall's got talent. I mean, I think the year he's back, he averaged like six yards a carry. It was really good. I mean, he might be great, but he might not even have the job. I don't know. I'm going to so, vote we'll no. Well, Because uh, I don't want Dallas really to run the ball at all. Because <laughs> you don't want it? Nope. <clears throat> Interesting side note: Tiana, who was hosting the draft on Sunday, we did. She's a big Cowboys fan, um, and her husband grabbed Tony Romo, and okay. apparently she's never having sex again. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, and I'm like, I kept him in the family, but babe. It, but again, but again, I'm like, I'm like, this was his best move. We were in like round four. I'm like, this is his best move right here. No. Um, I would do it too. You're applying logic to a pissed off woman. Good for you. <laughs> See how that works for you. What? I've got a fix. Okay. Here's how you respond. We can talk about a trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I. That's not going anywhere good. Oh, and then Team Forty has got Fred Jackson, the current free agent running back. She, 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 <laughs> who she maybe has a no. You know what though? Here's, here's the thing: like he that, may, he may end up in Seattle, uh, backing up Marshawn and grabbing some carries there. So. Yes, but don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm very convinced that this is the year when Marshawn gets broken in half because I have him. In which case, but, <laughs> um, but all evidence to the contrary. Does that make sense? I mean, like you know, 
It's got to happen someday. It's just that every time we said that the last couple of seasons, it really hasn't developed. No, the guy's gone over like 1,300 yards and I think 12 touchdowns four years in a row. He's mm-hmm. the most consistent, solid running back. Uh, we have death to Dan Zisco. Actually, you spelled it Dan Zizo. I know I did. Dan <laughs> <laughs> is misspelled. How much Dan, I, it's, it's, it's not only did I name my team Death to, Zan, to Dan, I want to misspell your name on top of it. Oh, now, here's hey, my thing. Hey, go, go. I did it like on my phone while we were drunk and while the draft was happening, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, no, no, com- comment one mm. is, you spelled my name wrong. Comment two is, that escalated quickly. And comment three is, with this team? Oh, you're a really brave man. You're a really brave man, Dan. You do have the Bengals coached as, so, you know. They're playing the Raiders in week one. The one thing I can be convinced of is they're probably going to win. They will probably win. I will give you that. Uh, Never trust the Bengals. Also, Dan, um, if I beat you, (laughs) and I beat you based on my head coach points, (laughs) I'm not going to consider that a victory. That'll be amazing. Does that make sense? And I hope you would feel the same way. If if like the head coach, like if one person got nothing, the other person got like two, and, that's and that person won by one point, that's not a real. That's victory. not a real win. No, that's us tying. Anyway, I've I've said many times, Dan, I want you to win in week three, because I don't want you to have to go into the rest of the season drawing dead. No, well, no, because if I win and if if I lose in week three, you can't win. I We're can't doing win. Best two out of three, yeah, and I've already won two. Already won two so, so not that I'm looking to throw week three, and not no. that I would say that if I, you won. You better not. But from the standpoint of a rivalry, it would be better if you won in week three. We're the league rivalry. This is yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he has, he's got Romo quarterback. Yep. Okay. Totally solid. Yep. Uh, that actually ran him like five straight years, I think. He averages 20 to 22 points a game. And I'd like to say for the record... Despite I, like the years when he throws a lot and the years when he doesn't throw at all. No, Always I, the same. As I, much as this shit give you shit, you actually have a really solid team. The only thing I'll really say do. about Tony Romo is I think I took him right about the time you took your backup quarterback. True. So, <laughs> but you were ahead of me. I was looking at Romo. So. No, I know. But picking in that environment, he's a really good pick as a QB1. So he's got Lynch. Uh, Great. Who I, I was just talking about Lynch Lamar Miller, who looks like he's probably going to be very solid. Yeah, this year. I'm yeah. really, I'm really, I don't know how I got Lamar Miller in like the fourth. I don't know how he was still there. He's got Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams, who are now Green Bay's one and two, mm-hmm. and Randall and, and Cobb's uh, going to be okay. Aaron Rodgers only throws to his one and two, mm-hmm. so that should be nice. Uh, Golden Tate, who's again fortunes kind of rise and fall with Megatron. Megatron, but like he should be good for eight to ten a game. Oh yeah, even with Megatron doing well. Yeah, I mean, as yeah. he's still a really good slot receiver. Sure. Uh, Donnell is kind of filling in for the moment until Antonio Gates comes back. Donnell is my is my in the dark pick of the tight ends who are crappy. Nice backups though. Oh yeah, uh, especially wide receiver. Not not quarter, not running back. If we did not have that running back wide receiver thing, I would be very uncomfortable right now. Yeah, Gates. If, if I have either running back go down, I can fill in a wide receiver. Exactly, so I'm happy. and you're fine. And when Gates comes back, your tight end spot is going to be, uh, you know, you're going to lock that in. Better, better, <laughs> but you're going to lock that <laughs> in. Eric yeah. Decker can fill in on bye weeks just fine. John Brown's actually a big upside pick. Yeah, that guy could end up being a starter for you. He may be. He may end up being. You know, the guy who scores this, this season in Arizona. And he took Niall Davis, which, you know, if Jamal Charles gets hurt. I had to take, like, what was left was, like, handcuffs and third-string sure. running backs. You know, it's like, sure, but I'm, I'm I might as well the... take a, and, and I hate to do this to poor Jamal Charles, but I basically did it because Jamal Charles screwed me in the first four and a half, five weeks of last season. Yeah. So I'm like, you better get hurt again, guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Ryan from... Greenup. Greenup. Yes. Ryan Bigley. 
Yes, green up. Team called team called the coach. Because he is the coach. Is that that's, that's what he does? That's what he does. Yeah. Coach is what? Uh, I believe football. I well, should fucking know what he's doing, right? <laughs> Better. No, no, but I'm more interested. High school? Uh, I think it's high school football. I could be wrong, Ryan. If I am wrong, I, I apologize. But I believe he at, at some point was teaching high school or was coaching high school football. Um, not not bad though. He picked no. Lacey. He's got. I mean, Wilson, a quarterback, is not bad. No, Russell Wilson was number three last year. Yeah. And Russell is another one of those guys. For the first three years, he's averaged right in that. I mean, in a, exactly. in a, in a six touchdown, a six point touchdown league. Yeah. He's right in that twenty to twenty two kind of point range. Yeah. So he's usually really solid. Lacey's my great. only my only concern with Forsett's great. Receiver is the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, and the bastard snuck in Arian Foster, too. Yes. So he he's going to come in there, and he'll have three mm-hmm. great running backs mm-hmm. taking up those uh, those two running back spots in the flex. Um, he's got Emmanuel Sanders, who will hold down one receiver spot, I think, really well. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's uh, Roddy, Roddy White. And Michael Crabtree. Brandon Coleman. Bench. Yeah. And Ruben Randall. I think he's, if you find a receiver out of that group or one on the waiver wire, this is actually well, a really, really good team. I'm wondering if, 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 if really Arian Foster anyway. isn't on his bench because he, <clears throat> he was just going to throw him on the IR, pick someone else up, and then maybe try to deal Foster as he got closer to coming back. Yeah, I don't know what the plan is, but that, I actually... That might, that might be a really good idea. That's I know that if I could have picked up Foster in the round I wanted to pick him up in, that would have been my plan. Not so much kind of like a, oh... Good. Now I have a bunch more running back potential. Yeah, I think it's a playoff team. It could, very well could be, which is it would be awesome. Yeah, I was looking looking at that. Let's see what Neil's got here. Ah, uh, Mister. Uh, now can you remember last year when Neil did the draft. Neil was on his honeymoon in Jamaica. And by the way, happy anniversary, guys. Um, I know it was recently, within the last uh, week or so. So happy anniversary, your first anniversary. So he he auto drafted. But he auto-drafted not like Amy and, and Matt auto-drafted. I think it just happened. So this year, Neil's looking to make a comeback. Comeback. Let's <clears throat> see how he did. Uh, he went running backs uh, off uh, yes. the uh, opening. So yeah. it was, it's CJ Anderson and Jeremy Hill. Yes. So two guys who emerged for the first time last year, mm-hmm. kind of really running sophomore campaigns. So it's, you know, do they continue doing what they did last year, or does it all fall apart on them? I don't like Anderson. I like them both. I think they're going to be fine. I like Hill. Well, my uh, problem Anderson, with Anderson I'm, has I'm nothing ambivalent. to do with Anderson. It has to do with the Broncos' long and proud history of never being able to finish the season with their starter at running back by the end of the season. They've been doing well, that. He was the guy for, who took over when their first I few know, guys couldn't do it last year, I know, and then he dominated. Doing, they have been doing that for like the last 12 years. They have Plus, I'm invested in both of these luck. guys elsewhere, so I'm really got my fingers crossed for him. Um, I think Jeremy Hill's fine. He went with the little, uh, the little high volume guys. The receivers got Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman. That's okay. Um, both could be fine. Yeah. Um, especially with the uh, the half PPR that we're doing, mm-hmm. probably really good picks. Um, I, my, my recollection of having Edelman last year was that he was um, he was fine, but that I was never happy with his production. See, so he's got um, <coughs> he's got Cam Newton at quarterback though. That was my only, uh, you know, of, of Neil's stuff. That was my only pick of his that I'm like. Eh, Here's the thing, but that guy's yeah, first Cam three years in the league might have been the best he could have got at the time. Cam was top five for his first three years until last year. He suddenly finished out of the top ten, <clears throat> but he was hurt all of last year. He seems to be healthy this year, so <clears throat> that could have been a steal. But you'll see. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. His uh, the concern last year was he had nobody to throw to, and Kelvin Benjamin kind of emerged. He's now out for the year, no, so now Benjamin. it's Greg Olson or bust, and that could be tough. And um, that's what that's what Will wants. <coughs> what do you want? 
No, Will wants that because he has Greg Olson. Uh, do I have him in this league? I don't remember. I think you do. Okay. All right. Um, I think you took Greg Olson in like the fourth. Okay. Uh, he's taking the, the shot on Amari Cooper. So. Well, everybody, everybody, you're not doing your job if you don't take one kind of shot in the dark on a rookie or on someone who hopefully. He doesn't come cheap, come though. Back. No, he doesn't. But did Ab- uh, Abdullah didn't come cheap for no, you either. No, not at all. You know. And then he's got a uh, Tampa Bay tight end, the long hyphenated name in there. Um, oh. And I, I don't know what to make Stephon of him, but we'll see. Mar- Austin Safarian, Safarian Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah. TJ Yeldon and LeGarrette Blount and backup running back, I think, is pretty good. And Bishop Sankey, who's still presumably the starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, he, he loaded up. He's got five running backs on backup. So well, I think he will be totally fine at running back this year. Um, uh, so I think that Sankey, team is probably going to... on the Titans? Yeah. I think they're going to end up being by committee. That's what um, I think. This team probably goes whichever way Cam Newton goes. Probably. All right. What else? What do you got next? We got Brigger. Brigger! San Diego theater majors from and the... the person, I assume is poking at you guys. the person who presumably should have the team of his desire, the number one draft pick. Uh, from History of Bad Ideas, Brigger. Jason Brigger. One third of the History of Bad Ideas. <laughs> and he... Last year went with the all Ohio team. He did, right? he did, and that was uh, that was something <clears throat> of, of much merriment to all of us here at Musings of a Geek. The all Ohio team. <clears throat> this year, I don't know if he just took it to heart uh, because this is he's got uh, one backup wide receiver from Cincinnati, and he's got former Cincinnati quarterback Carson Palmer on his bench, and I think those are the only connections that I see immediately. So. Um, yeah, we went with Drew Brees. Should be fine at quarterback. Some people right. think maybe on the decline, but again, until I see it, I won't believe it. Jamal Charles, is he, that was the number one. Mm-hmm. Jason, uh, I hope he goes down. Yeah, Jamal I Charles is number one I in, hope this, he, I in hope, this draft. I, hope I like Jamal. Down. He did good work for me in the past. I don't know what I'm yeah, I mean, I, but I, I really hope he goes down. I've got now Davis on my bench. Sure. So. sure. Death. Death to Jamal Charles. Also went with Mark Ingram, who after a, a few mm. unspectacular years was actually really good last year, and I guess they're hoping for more of the same. Yes. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, really solid running uh, mm-hmm. wide receiver. Um, you know, having Andrew Luck throwing to you is great. It's got Sammy Watkins, my cousin, um, who is, you know, Buffalo doesn't look like they're going to be great, but he's still the number one guy and he's super talented, so I assume he will yeah. be fine well, he may, there. It, Buffalo looks like they're going to get the tar kicked out of him, but he looks like the only guy maybe in Buffalo who can score points. Yeah, especially if LaShawn doesn't come through, and I don't think he will. Yeah. Uh, he's got Jason Witten, who's just, you know, the, the old reliable at tight end. Or so people claim. Yeah, I mean, he's been on the decline. People claim he's coming back this year, but, you know, he, we'll wasn't, see. he wasn't really there last year for me. And then he kind of took some flyers on running back, like Monty Ball and, and Alfred Blue. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe he'll get Ball as the starter in Dallas. That'd really work out for him. And he took both Malcolm and Michael Floyd. I'm wondering if maybe you took one. I meant, damn, I meant to take the other and then took the <laughs> other. <laughs> maybe that's just a name he likes a lot. Yeah. One so. of those is an okay pick. No, I think I mean I don't I don't really see any any particularly bad picks that should sink his team. So I'm not really sure Malcolm Floyd's worth a draft pick. Actually, it's funny he just leave him on the leave him on the waiver wire and see if he actually gets any gets thrown to. I mean, it's kind of boom or bust, but Rivers mm-hmm. likes him. It's his last year. Throw him some love. <clears throat> He's retiring at the end. We've got Matt playing his Gehenna Twitter birds, which has a lot of extra T's in it for some reason. It really does. And Matt is with. Uh, Matt Amy. is Amy's <laughs> husband. Is he on one of the podcasts? No. no? It's no. just Amy's husband he who's has, on our league. He actually has he has been. He guessed it on History of Bad Ideas, but he's not actually 
on the podcast. Okay. So you've you've vicariously met him through Amy because <clears throat> she knows him and you know Amy. He's the one who took the shot on, uh, I don't know if it's really a shot, on Le'Veon Bell, who missed the first two games due to suspension, but is probably the number one guy in the league when he plays. He pro- well, he, here's my call on Bell. Two games, he still might be number one at the end of the yeah, year. He might. So, wait a minute. Le'Veon Bell suspended for how many games? Two. 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 Okay, so <clears throat> we pull out Le'Veon Bell. Leave, I mean, obviously leave him in there. It was a good pick. I guess you could put Spiller in there. It's not bad. But Spiller might <laughs> miss the beginning of the season, too. Yeah, you. Oh, heard. you know, both of his running back. Oh, he's got. Oh, all three of his backup running backs are questionable <laughs> right now. Yeah, so there's some injury issues here. Uh, he's got um, Alshon Jeffrey. Who I think is going to be fine. They aren't really saying he's got some sort of calf issue, but that guy, you know, he's he's a solid <laughs> solid wide receiver. He's got Mike Evans, also very very solid. Those guys are kind of pretty comparable, uh, generally speaking. Um, he's got Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. Not wouldn't have been my pick. It, he wouldn't have been my pick. And he's one of those guys like the, the year that he debuted. Available, <coughs> he might have been. I don't know. The year that Kaepernick debuted, he was like, if I'm wanting to take Bridgewater over Kaepernick, I think you know what I think of Kaepernick. Yeah, oh, and it's one of those things where if you if did you did you guys watch that Super Bowl where the lights went out and Kaepernick was in? Mm-hmm. The guy's got a crazy rifle of an arm. Yeah. Oh and yeah. He can yeah. Run yeah. like crazy. So when he's good, he's amazing. It's just that some games he looks like he's completely lost out there. And last year was a bad year. Mm-hmm. And this year, that team doesn't look good. So there's potential there, but uh, there's a reason he wasn't going real high. This, this is the year. most Will has talked in a year, by the way. Yes, it yeah, is. about fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> That's our annual fantasy football breakdown. Yeah. He's got Rashad Jennings as a backup right now. And that's really solid. That guy should be a starter. Yeah, he's got, he's got He'll some, get hurt at some point, but he's really good when he plays. He's got some decent backups. CJ Spiller's great when he plays. Trey Mason's, Mason's got the starting job right now. Yeah. Yeah, Devonta Freeman's got exactly. the starting job right now. Cobb will take the starting job. He's got some really, he's got some depth on his bench, which could be his saving grace. Quite with frankly, all he's injuries. got too many running backs and could probably swing a deal with them. And he's got two good starting <laughs> wide receivers. So, and Vincent Jackson's solid too. So I, he'll probably be okay. The quarterback's the only thing I'd get worried about. So, all right, what that's else? My take there. What else we got? Uh, we have, we only got two left here. We got Bob. So Bob. Bob had a rough year last year. Yeah, and Bob, I mean, I don't, I'm not quite sure what happened with Bob. So, oh, and he's got the first doctor on his uh, on his, his page, so I'm already happy with Bob. Um, but Bob's also, after his rough year, looking to come back. So we've got we've got a lot of uh, grudge Bob, matches going on. No, let's be honest about Bob. The good thing for Bob is, is that it's all up from here. Right? He <laughs> came in last. He can't do any worse. Yep. And... Um, <clears throat> And he went receiver. He clearly went he receiver went big. Receiver he went big. receiver really big. Okay, so he went. He, we've got Odell Beckham and Julio Jones. Both guys are going in the first round of yeah. some drafts. Yeah. Jordan Matthews and Jarvis Landry are both really, really, really mm-hmm. solid really number solid, one wide receivers for yes. their teams. So he took to heart my thing where I let you with the number of flexes play only one running back and four mm-hmm. receivers if you want to, and he may actually do it I, and pull it off. He went with it. He went with it. How do you do at running back? <clears throat> You've got Ellington. Now, here's the thing. Two. So, last year. Ellington's also not bad. I mean, no, he's, he's a solid, not an RB1, this, this shows how fickle the community is. So, last year when he came in, Ellington was super hype. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted him. He was going too high because he's one of those guys who took over the job two years ago during the season mm-hmm. and was incredible. And his yards per carry were great, and he's a great receiver, and he did awesome. And then last year he had some injury issues, and he had to fight through injuries all season. And this year, people thought he was poisoned. But he's healthy. Yeah. So he I, may look, I be don't, fantastic. My problem is not 
Ellington's health is not his ability. <laughs> it's that I think he has an upward cap because he plays for the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals won like 11 games last year, man. No, I know they did, but what was the most you ever got out of Ellington last year? I don't know. I had him points? somewhere. You had him uh, in our league. What are you talking about? I? I think one week you got him like 18 points out of him. Okay. The problem is, is that Arizona is just not a super running team. They'll run, but they're not going to, you know, I mean. But he's, he's also the receiver, so you'll help. You, you, yeah, you, and he'll you, catch some passes get, get and things like that. But I'm just that. saying, like, you know, <coughs> I'd be happier if Ellington was the guy I had in my RB2. <coughs> but yeah, because he could move up to my RB1 if my RB1 got hurt. Not that if he was my RB1. I've got Ellington overall running backs going 23, which is a great RB2 slot. But with what it looks like he's doing, what Bob's doing is he loaded on wide receivers. Mm -hmm. He went wide receivers. If he's not interested in running backs as much, he'll be fine. That's okay. And the thing is, he only needs to find one. Yeah, but yeah, he's got to find so one. So that's not the one. Somebody else who, can be the one. Who, who does he have on the bench in case Ellington gets hurt again? Uh, Ryan Matthews and uh, Tevin Coleman. I don't like either one of those guys. Uh, they're both backups with potential. That's all. Okay. Um, he's got Owen Daniels, who's uh, you know, yeah. an old rickety let's, man, but he's the tight end that Peyton Manning is throwing to in the red zone. Granted, we're, we're, we're only one team on. left. They're going to have Gronk. But why have we been talking about tight ends other than Gronk? Because they're on the team and they score points sometimes. <laughs> yes, but not much. <laughs> and then a quarterback, it's one of those, it looks like it's maybe quarterback by committee. It's Ryan Tannehill and Sam Bradford. You could probably swap from week to week depending on the matchup. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill's, you know, I'm I think he I think he finished right around number 10 last year. Yeah. Bradford is, you know, you don't think of him as Bradford. You think of him as the guy quarterbacking for Philly, which mm -hmm. is always a good spot to be in. Yeah. And as long as he's healthy, he'll probably do very well. So he'll be okay there. He's got Eddie Royal and Kendall Wright uh, and Charles Johnson, a receiver, who are all completely acceptable yeah. uh, backup wide receivers. And finally, we've got our new guy. Oh, oh no! I know. Wait a minute, me. We have at you. So uh, Des and I I'll, can look at you and yeah, kind of make sure. We've got uh, the new guy named his team Tatooine Tuscan Raiders, which I think is awesome. This is Craig yeah. from Greek Dig Podcast. Greek Dig he's, used to be on the network and uh, is no longer on the network, but they're great guys. And I thought, yeah, why not? Let's he's, do it. He's already um, like ten times cooler than most people in the league. That's, oh. a, good, that's a good name. Tatooine Tuscan Raiders. What, 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 do you, what do you get? I'm playing Clint in the first uh, first round. Go Clint. First uh, first week. Oh, I did not notice what Go he did. Go Clint. I did not notice what he did with tight ends. Who else didn't we talk about? What do you mean? He had Gronk. He's got, He's got Gronk, Gronk and Jimmy Graham. Graham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that on a team before. So he's using his flex to run Jimmy Graham in there with Gronk. Um... He's running Bridgewater, a quarterback, right now. Mm -hmm. So he's one of those guys. Rookie last year, he actually did especially well for a rookie, so you project him up. Yeah. Um, and I guess but, that's that's the hope. Is he throwing to a combo of receivers and Adrian Peterson? Just down a little bit as a Vikings quarterback. <laughs> Vikings look like you're going to be better this year. You got Adrian. You know what? You know I hear that every single year from Vikings fans. <laughs> and yet they always lose to the Packers. Like, almost always. He runs, so he scores points that way. Um... I don't know if he's going to be top 10, but he is, uh, and he'll probably hold the job down just fine. Yeah, I just, I'd, I'd personally be happier if Bridgewater was my backup rather than my starter. <coughs> sure. Yeah. Um, he's the one taking the shot on LaShawn McCoy. Well, when did, I can't remember when he got McCoy. Man. Like, for the second round pick, maybe that's not a bad idea if that was his second. Does it look like, Gronkos is probably his first, right? Uh, yeah, I assume. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, McCoy's one of those where a lot of people are shying away. Looks like he's partially hurt, and he's running also, for Buffalo. Also, when you look at this team, let's be honest, this team may be completely different after week one. This, this team? It, it, yeah. After week Craig's one. Craig's team? Yes. 
if if Clint this is Clint, sorry, Clint. oh fuck sorry um if if we come out in week one and Seattle throws the ball to Jimmy Graham like fourteen times, he can just kind of go, hey people who have crappy tight ends, I want an RB one. Sure, he's got leverage. He does like, but it all comes down to how much does does Seattle throw to Jimmy Graham in week one too. He's got Carlos Hyde as a second running back, which is about where that's where I put it. Yeah. Sure, you know he's he's got the job locked up in San Francisco. The thing uh, I'll say, the thing I'll say about his Lashawn McCoy, uh, Car- Char- Carlos Hyde combination, is statistically one of those two guys should be good. Yeah, and he's got uh, Isaiah Crowell among his backups, and he's a starter in Cleveland, so there's always somebody who can fill in there. He's got and Brandon that Marshall. Works and, uh, out well for people. He's got Brandon Marshall and Mike Wallace at receiver, which uh, is not tops by any means, but both ought to be serviceable. Able to hold, yeah, able to hold I'd the use the word down. serviceable. And uh, got Torrey Smith helping him back up, and Devontae Parker. So he's mm-hmm. he's the injured rookie right now. Um, I'm not going to make fun of an injured rookie because the last year at this time, Odell Beckham was the was injured, injured rookie. rookie and, uh-huh. Yeah. <coughs> so and uh, is it you? Yeah, my my team, the oldest team in the league. I uh, think. All right. Well, okay. Let, let's let's talk real quick about about Will Des. <coughs> um, Roethlisberger at quarterback. Um, not bad. I don't even like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say this. He scored me 40 points last year one week. He did. And then I think he scored me 36 another week. And I'm not really sure he scored points the rest of the damn season. <laughs> yeah, thing with, uh, I was like, why am I doing this? Uh, so <laughs> Roethlisberger's been in the league for like 10 years, uh-huh. and he's usually not in the top 10. Yeah. And I was taking him at like six, and I'm like, damn it, yeah. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> running backs, uh, you're running Forte and Gore with Latavius, the old guys. With Latavius <laughs> yeah. Murray in the flex, so... Mm-hmm. I think that'll so be... So you got one young guy to balance the old guys. Well, I mean, and, and, and you know, and that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like um, it. Going into your wide receivers, you've got Bryant and Bolden. Yeah, Bolden's not supposed to be the starter. Uh, yeah, uh, Bryant might be okay. Um, Des Bryant will be amazing. Uh, yeah. Des Bryant's always amazing. Yeah, he'll be amazing. Um, until the year he's not, William. <laughs> yeah, he's not that old. Um, Martavis Bryant was the other guy I think I was taking as the uh, the, the guy there. He should give you 10 quality games this year. He, he picked up a four-game suspension, uh-huh. so we, we need somebody to kind of hold the four that I think that's totally fine. Which I presume is why Bolden is starting for you at the because moment. Because he will give me... Eight to ten Seven points. points, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah just, just, just give me some numbers. Um, you're mm-hmm. looking at Greg Olson at your tight end. I really like him. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I think, think that's I a think, great pick. I think he's probably the best, the best tight end in this group that isn't Gronk. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you've got a great pick. Um, you did go with the Philip Rivers in your bench. For There's nothing wrong with the Philip. There is Rivers. nothing wrong with that. But Unless I you took him for that last in the year. sixth round as a backup quarterback. I tend well, to that take was part of the backups thing. in the sixth. That was part of the thing with like Roethlisberger. It's like, what if he just goes back to being the, like the fifteenth best quarterback again? Rivers is like, Rivers is fine. He'll be better than Rivers that. is fine. Um, I can play whichever one I think um, is better. Are you than overall matter. pleased with your team? No, I no. think I, this is not <laughs> one of my. This is absolutely not one of my better teams. The people in this league drafted. Really well this year. I think they did better go, than they did last year. There you go. Because if at the end of the draft I'm taking Kenny Stills, who was at the absolute freaking bottom of my list, then they did a good job of taking all the like, of not leaving a bunch of steals out yeah. there for mm-hmm. me. And I I think that that's Which, pretty good. Ag- and I'm the sucker who tried uh, who took Abdullah and is hoping again going back drafting in this league 
for someone who's only done this one year, really, mm -hmm. drafting in this league has put my game up to the fact that when I go to that other league, I'm watching steals left and right. I'm like, I can get this guy. I can get this. I can get this guy in the sixth. I shouldn't be able to get like just for backups at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so oh, I just got an email. You, thank you, guys. Seattle did sign Fred Jackson. Oh. Okay. So he's no longer a free agent. I take it back. So uh, so thank you guys for uh, musings, guys, for uh, at least with me kind of drafting well and kind of helping me along and getting my game up, which is only good. Yeah, I have no particular takes on this one, and I will not be shocked at all if I finish in ninth. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll I mean, see how not, it goes. I don't know. You heard, it, you, you heard it here. The only person that William said was a playoff team was uh, uh, Green Up. Uh, Ryan's team from Green Up. The only oh, I, I might have said it. I, I might have said it if you'd asked about some other ones, but that I just as it struck but me as I looked the, at the, it, just the way you looked at it. So yeah. we spent forty-five minutes on fantasy football, but I think this is important if you like the musings of a geek podcast now, well, you've okay. heard that's most okay. of these shows. Dan, so that's okay, you know, I mean, our average uh, podcast time now is one hour and ninety-seven minutes. So. <laughs> Now, we're Which about, isn't even a thing. We're about an hour and a half now on on, on average, and we can hit a couple. I prefer one hour and ninety-seven. 97 but we're not green up, damn it. Um, we got a few geek topics. Overall, I'm excited about this year. Um, when we are in Vegas, I will be playing Will. I will be losing You'll against be Will. Losing is, to Will is really how that that should go. So, it's, Dan, I keep telling you, you have to you have to do that thing where you learn about the teams, so that from week to week you can pick the best players to be starting. Oh, it so doesn't. It doesn't mean that you'll win. It just means that you're statistically slightly more likely of maybe winning. Sure. Uh, <laughs> leaving fantasy, but I guess probably staying on football. I figure you have a Tom Brady topic. I do have a Tom Brady topic <laughs> about us being right. Maybe? Um, Is that what? All he right. Says? So let's go into musings of a geek. But De now we're De musings De of Desen football. Will right. Um, the topic actually is. I could change it to to. Uh, what is it, Dan or Des and, and Willow Wright? Yesterday, a uh, court ruled that Tom Brady's suspension, Tom Brady of the New Tom York Grady. Patriots, Tom Grady. Just inventing players left and right. I have Tom Brady of the New York Patriots, New York Patriots. Oh my God! <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with the New I England Patriots? <laughs> has uh, his four game suspension has been cleared. Um, which apparently was more than just a win for football. There was a lot of labor law and union law that may have been set in terms of precedent and how judges look at labor law cases based on this one ruling, which I found to be very, very interesting. Most importantly, it led me to retain, rename one of my teams Brady Top, Goodell Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> And again, good for Sean for grabbing okay. Brady. The uh, one like thing I will say about Roger Goodell is as follows. I have never... Dan, can I have another one? Yeah, what are we, what are we drinking? I'm getting this tonight. I'll have a cider. Cider, cider. Wait, you want a wheat? Mm -hmm. Okay, cider, wheat, and then whatever I want. Yeah. All right. I have never in my life heard a judge more clearly demonstrate that he was going to rule against you if you did not settle. Yeah, in the history of all labor disputes. People thought this was a tactic. So what happened is whenever they had these settlement conferences in court, whenever they did the public portion of it, mm -hmm. the judge would sort of sternly warn mainly the NFL that they should really consider a settlement. And the thing is, the legal analysts who looked at this said, you know, that's not because he's going to rule against the NFL. It's because he's going to rule for the NFL. And you typically want to twist the arm of the side that has a better position mm -hmm. to make them compromise with the weaker side. And so they thought that him picking on the NFL publicly was actually showing that he, he was going to rule for them. 
and then he spent 40 pages of an opinion ripping the living shit out of the NFL. Because well, you said you read the, the, the opinion. Was I read it, the whole opinion. Was it ripping the shit out of the NFL? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So basically, and, and he really tried to protect himself for the, the next appeal, too. So, you know, the Brady team, I think, made, uh, I want to say, six different claims in, in their, uh, uh, their side of it. And you realize that the judge here doesn't get to rule on the merits of anything. Okay. He doesn't get to reweigh any of the facts from the uh, original arbitrator. All he can really rule on is due process and fairness. Is this, is this on appeal? Right. Okay. So what I learned in my business law class is the whole point of an appeal is for another judge to look at, was the law applied correctly? Yeah, I mean, yeah, more or less. Did you, did you follow proper procedure on all of exactly. this? Not, not, were, not did Tom Brady cheat or not cheat. Yeah, yeah. Was it, was it, it correct? Was, what was the process by which you suspended him? Yeah. And was it fair or not? And so he ended up ruling on three of the claims rather than just taking one. Um, since on appeal, um, any one of the rationales that he used will, will be sufficient. <clears throat> and so he used one that had to do with uh, notice that, quite frankly... Tom Brady was never given notice that you could potentially be suspended four games because you were, quote-unquote, generally aware that some equipment guy may be messing with the footballs. Like, where was any player ever told that could potentially happen? Fair enough. And he has to be on notice. Uh, further, that eventually when Goodell changed it and said, oh, no, 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 I'm also suspending you because you got rid of one of your phones. He was like, again, nowhere was any player warned that not cooperating with an investigation can get you a four-game suspension. You actually nailed Brett Favre once for not cooperating with an investigation, and you hit him with a $50,000 fine. Okay. You know, and he went through the history of other people who have been suspended uh, or punished for similar things where nothing similar to this ever happened. He's like, it's not in your collective bargaining agreement. Uh, it's not in any of this. There's another so document that only goes out to the owners that covers certain like do's and don'ts, but it really only goes to the owners. It never goes to the players. So basically, the, the NFL did something, and the judge basically said, Brady was never told of any of this, and it's unenforceable. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, and then there was a couple there's, more. There's a difference between ignorance of the law and not being, like, oh, like <clears throat> of changing the, the goalposts of yeah, the law. Yeah, so exactly, that, moving the goalposts. So that suddenly something becomes more than it was. Right, and then the judge went, went out of his way to point out, like, after their $3 million investigation into underinflated footballs, which, by the way, Brady played better with in the second half of the game, like, he really just sort of ripped into them on, like, you guys seriously are wasting all of our time on this. The second part had to do with <clears throat> uh, the fact that the Brady team was not able to call as a witness at the hearing the NFL lawyer who actually helped co-write the Wells report. Okay. So what happened is the NFL hires Wells from this law firm to be an independent investigator. But then the independent investigator ends up working with an NFL lawyer to write the report, mm. which made everybody go, well, how much did the NFL lawyer do? How independent was this? And so they wanted to call him as a witness to find out. And the NFL said, we're not going to make him available as a witness. So this just this judge and his ruling said, "Well, that's not fair. You yeah, should have been able to call as a witness." That's absolutely not fair. Um, the independence of your investigation is under question. Um, and then the final part had to do with <clears throat> basically a discovery issue that Brady had demanded uh, all of the notes from the investigation that Wells did. Basically, a lot of of 
written notes from all the people he interviewed. Yeah. And they said, no, we're not going to give them to you. The funny thing was this. That law firm that Wells is from, that was the independent folks, at the Brady arbitration hearing where Goodell played judge, that same firm represented the NFL. There's not a conflict of interest there at all. <laughs> and so they had access to all of this stuff yeah. that they could use to cross Brady on, but he was never allowed to see it beforehand. Which you can't do. And so it was another one of, like, come on, guys. You're not, you're not really playing fair with him at this point. And so Brady made a few other claims. The judge said, I've already ruled in your favor on all these other things. I'm not even going to get to them. And you win big. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw the and picture the, of him walking out of that courthouse. Oh, the, he looked like he was in a great mood. It was one of those things where Paul Tagliabue was the last NFL commissioner. I don't remember him bumbling up shit at all. He, I think he really just kind of presided over you know the expansion of the NFL into the biggest sport in America, and people liked him. Uh, Goodell, the crazy thing is this, right? He's handled a lot of suspensions about a lot of people doing a lot of bad things. He got to suspend Adrian Peterson for beating the hell out of a kid. He got to suspend Ray Rice for knocking his fiance unconscious. He got to suspend the Saints players and coaches who had a scheme where they would pay the players for injuring other opponents on purpose. And yet, at the end of all those cases, he got Goodell got sued, lost, and somehow looked like the asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it, how does this happen? It doesn't matter. You can't wipe away the reality of the situation, which is even though the suspension won't happen, because like we said originally, it's not a thing. No, it's like you said originally. Okay. This is not, not a real a, thing. It's not a real thing. It's 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 the kind of thing where like you you levy a little fine and you go, okay, guys, we're going to start taking care of the footballs now because apparently some people care yeah. more than others about how what you're doing with the football. Exactly. But regardless, it doesn't change the fact that even though they lost, the 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 commissioner of football thinks that deflating a football is is twice as bad. As knocking out your fiance in a public elevator on camera. I mean, I, somebody pointed out today that the arrogance is, I think it was the Yahoo article, is really what, what fell the NFL on this one. There was the point, if you remember in the history, when the team, the, mm-hmm. the owner of the Patriots said, we'll accept the million dollar fine, we'll accept losing two draft picks. And the owner thought by doing that, Goodell would do him a favor and let Brady off the hook. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the NFL had completely won the PR war. Yeah. That, you know, the, everybody in America was convinced Tom Brady fucking cheated in this game yeah. because the, the, the real evidence hadn't come out. Yep. And at that point, Goodell had been like, yeah, I'm going to do that solid. We're going to go ahead and lift the uh, suspension on Brady. We still think he did wrong. Everybody we've, we've, would, yeah. We've punished you enough. Everybody Brady would have been ruined. Goodell would have won. It all would have been over. And instead, they just had to push for four-game suspension. And this is what I feel. I feel that judge makes that ruling... And the NFL, Goodell especially, is pissed because goddamn this judge for having the audacity well, to tell me what thing. I can and cannot right? do. So the NFL filed the lawsuit first to uphold their own suspension. Exactly. They picked the venue and effectively picked the judge. The Players Association filed lawsuit in Minnesota. And the Minnesota one said, no, 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 Go back to New York. You're going to New York. Yeah. So the NFL got to pick where they went and still got their ass handed to them. Because it was because th- they fucked up so big. And if you're wondering why Goodell is not getting fired, why the owners have not just given no, up this is on this job. bumbling idiot, he signed through 2019, and it's a 150 million dollar buyout. I might put up with this bumbling fool for another few years to not pay him 150 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 what that comes down to. All right, anything else on Tom Brady? 
Sean no, has just just that we're very happy that um, justice was done. It's rare in professional sports that justice is done. It's true. I mean, I saw some some article recently that suggested that even despite rigorous attempts by some people to get Julius Joe Jackson into the Hall of Fame, that they still were not going to let him be considered Pete for Rose. the ballot. Oh, this was amazing. There was like it was like a, a museum. I think uh-huh. it's like dedicated to Shoeless Joe. Went out and did this big PR blitz. Like, baseball is going to announce whether or not he's being reinstated and like got some buzz and got some articles uh-huh. out there. Mainly, I think, to draw attention to themselves in their museum. Uh-huh. And baseball's like, what? No. 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 no, no, that's, no, no that was no. never going to be a thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just a ploy. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a general lack of fairness <clears throat> in professional sports. This is one of those ki- times where the good guys won. And I know that. And that's a fucked up thing. When we're saying the Patriots Patriots are the good good guys, guys. something went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate the Patriots. We do. We are an anti-Patriots podcast. But I've developed a well. I've developed a grand theory on Tom Brady. This is the the unified theory of Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. My I've developed I've developed it on the drive over actually this afternoon. You remember Groundhog Day? I do remember Groundhog Day. Everybody remembers Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, we talk about Groundhog Day incessantly on this wait, podcast. Wait. What is this Groundhog Day thing you mentioned? No, oh, just kidding. Yes. Go ahead. So here's my theory. Tom Brady gets to relive every day of his life, and if he doesn't like how it works out at the end, he can reset it and do it again. <laughs> okay. So if, like, a game doesn't go well... He could do it again until he either wins or decides, like, there's nothing I can do. We're just going to lose this game. Or, you know what? If I win them all, it'll look suspicious. So I'm going to let this one go. Right? And he basically, he got to replay days until he got Giselle. Um, he, he just gets to do these things. And the only time anything goes wrong, it's because he can't go back in time to do old days. So he didn't know this Deflategate thing was going to go down. Because it didn't break until later. Like by the time he ended that day, they just they won the game against Indy. They won big. It was great. And he said, that's good. I'm going to move on. But he couldn't go back in time after the deflate gate thing broke. Um, but yeah, the, the, the only reason, that, the only way that you end up with a life as fucking good as Tom Brady's is if you get to cheat. <laughs> but not cheated like football, just at life in general. No, like, yeah, no. You just, it's every day. It's just a reset. You're like, you know what? That day went great. We're going to keep this one. This one's good. Let's move on. Yep. All right, the unified theory of, uh, theory of Tom Brady. I got six more topics left. Does somebody want to roll a dice or no? Um, yeah. 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 I don't feel well, like it would be a proper podcast well, if I didn't do it at least well, once. Well, it's not prepared because he's been too talkative. I know. Well, you've talked so a lot. first in music and geek history. You have talked a lot on this show. You got me on, like, the only topic I know shit about. Fantasy football? Football really in sad general? sad thing to know about. Uh, number two. Number two. Oh, and my computer decides to freeze. Talk amongst yourselves. Number two. This one is actually really kind of cool. Kevin Feige of the head of Marvel Entertainment. How is this cool? Oh, my God. This is so exciting. Got his division completely reorganized, and now he no longer reports to Ike, whatever the guy's name is. Um, he now reports yes. to the head of Disney, uh, Alan Horn, let me, let me, the head of Disney. Uh, the, did you do film. that excited about corporate reorganization? Yes! Oh, my God. Yes. This is a massive well, coup well, for Kevin let Feige. Me, let me break this down to you. I thought we wasted way too basically, much time talking about football, but apparently we had jack shit else. Basically, Disney went, um, you Marvel guys make lots of money. No, this is not what happened. At Disney did not do this. This was Kevin Feige going, fuck it. I don't like... Basically, Kevin Feige, as the head of Marvel Studios, movie studios, reported to the CEO of Marvel Entertainment. Because it's all one division. They don't get along. 
really, really badly, they don't get along. Uh, it's Ike uh, Perlmutter. I can never remember his name. The guy is a fucking control freak from what I understand. Getting involved in shit he doesn't need to get into. So Kevin Feige went to Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, and went, Hey, I made you guys like a billion dollars last year. I don't want to report to this asshole anymore. Can I report to somebody else? And so they went, sure. Man, why are you insulting Kevin Feige like that? No, Kevin, I'm not, Kevin Feige was amazing in he this. He made Disney way more than many, a billion many dollars. Billions of many dollars. billions of Basically, Kevin Feige said, can I report to somebody else? And they went, yeah, we're going to do that. So now Marvel movies, not Marvel, Marvel television, Studios. Marvel Studios, the head of Marvel Studios, the, the portion of Marvel that makes movies no longer reports to the CEO of Marvel, now reports to... Like one of the executive vice presidents of the film division of Disney, only because now Kevin Feige is so important, he basically just reorganized Disney. That is fucking incredible to have that much leeway in Hollywood. I don't know why you're shocked. I'm not shocked. I just think it's a ballsy move, and I'm really impressed he pulled it off. I'm pretty sure tomorrow, if Kevin Feige decided he wanted to be the president of the Producers Guild, he'd be the president of the Producers Guild. The one thing that has come out of the Marvel Studios thing is that no one ever will ever question whether or not Kevin Feige is the best producer in the face of the planet. It doesn't matter what your product is. He makes you a successful movie. Fun, funny story, though, is Jeff Loeb, who is the head of Marvel Television, still reports to, per, to Perlmutter. So you've got the television and movie studios, yeah, which Jeff work Loeb together. have that job. Uh, he, yes, but that's, a, that's neither here nor there. You basically have the head of Marvel Television, who works with the head of Marvel Studios to build a creative universe. Mm-hmm. He's reporting to Ike Perlmutter. Feige is now reporting to a Disney guy. For now. This is in Yeah, no, no, no. I think they're going to move Marvel Television over as well. So now that Marvel and Disney are crossed up, how long before um, Elsa's in the Avengers? It's going to be more, uh, are the Avengers going to be in the next Kingdom Hearts game? That's what's going to (laughs) happen. But no, regardless, no, I think Marvel Television will end up out of Marvel and into the same branch with Kevin Feige pretty soon, probably when Marvel realizes that Jeb Loeb is a really awful choice to run his uh, television studio. I don't know, they, they put Daredevil on. He, he got Daredevil on. Daredevil no, was I don't, I don't got a problem with Jeb Loeb, but it's a waste of resources to make him a producer. Jeb, go write something. Yeah, that's what you want to see him yeah. do. Yeah. Run a show. Run a show. Don't, don't do all the paperwork that lets the other people run the shows. No, I figure within six months, Dan, you'll, you'll see a, a Feige selection put in charge of te- Marvel Television. One of his little underlings. One of his one of his people. Yeah, probably whoever has been um, producing the Captain America movies. And and I know I know that no one else is talking about this, but because I am all like crazy corporate restructure nerd, this is fucking awesome because this shit doesn't happen. The fact that somebody said I don't want to work for this guy Disney, well, can I work for somebody else? And Disney went, Yeah, you know what. Yeah, Dan. Because you're fucking Kevin Feige. Dan, technically, this is how Marvel Studios started. Yeah, th- y- yes, true. Ari went. I don't want to work for Marvel anymore. We're going to start Marvel Entertainment Studios. Mm-hmm. And then he started a separate company and went. We're making movies. You all go make comic books. Have fun. Right. For our I mean, next topic, Dan will explain Chapter Nine bankruptcy. <laughs> I am going to do a sweat in the small stuff on accounting. You know See? what? It's going to be amazing. I'm going to make a prediction right now. I will not be listening to that episode. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. You should listen to that. Uh, not next month, the month after. Not the month we're in Vegas, because I think we've got something else lined up for that. i got five more topics left. 
We got a couple more to do. Number four, um, apparently Benicio Del Toro has been announced as the villain for Star Wars Episode Nine. Nine? But not seven or eight. So, which makes me wonder if Benicio Del Toro is going to be doing some sort of like emperor thing where this character is talked about in seven and eight and then shows up in nine, like the head of the final order. But the fact that they've got Benicio Del Toro, I'm like, you're you're starting to get to that point where that's what you play. Hey, flip you. You play that guy. He flipped me for real. <laughs> With his mind. I'm going to say this one more time. Just one more. DC, Marvel, Disney, pay attention. There are other actors <laughs> in the universe. You all don't have to use the same 14. What do you got against Benny of the Bull? He's already in a ton of like he Marvel crap. He's the co- he was the collector in the, the collector's not dead. He's gonna come back. You think? What? Like Thanos is just gonna magically show up and have a bunch of the rocks? No, he's gonna steal them from the collector. That's how it happened in the comic book. That's Wait, how. Was he in Guardians? Yeah, he yeah. was the collector. Oh, he had blonde hair. Yeah, right? he's that guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm just I'm I'm getting sick of it. You know what the most refreshing part of my day is when I get a CBR update for Luke Cage. And the reason I'm so happy I'm is, excited not, about Luke Cage. is not because it's an you know it's a, a, a television show that has a lot of people of color on it. I'm real happy about that. What I'm more happy about is that most of the people I've never seen attached to a DC, Marvel, Disney property. No, no. They're all people who have done other things. There are good actors out there. Try casting some of them. You don't have to use the same 12 people. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, on a side note... Dan, I'm about to get up and use the restroom. Have, Have you seen Diggle's stupid helmet? That, num- topic number three. Why does Diggle look like Magneto? What? Um, Diggle, the black guy on Arrow. <clears throat> you went to the that Arrow panel. Remember, there was a black guy. I'm going to look up something on my phone now. Okay. You guys go. Um, I saw the helmet. He looks like Magneto. He Topic doesn't look like three. Magneto. He, he looks like Night Thrasher from Marvel Comics if Night Thrasher was a Roman centurion. I can't something. figure out what they're doing. Like, I, I, No, I understand exactly what they're doing, and their, their write-up makes perfect sense, right? That, that Diggle needs some way to disguise himself, but Diggle's not the kind of person who would wear a costume, right? So it has to not make sense. But why does it have to be like a centurion? I, it, does, it, 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 it doesn't even really disguise him. I don't know. I like the idea that Diggle is so much of a badass that he's like, you know what? I don't need a costume. I support well, Oliver. I think he should just wear like a black hood like Firefly from G.I. Joe. Everyone else wears hoods in that show. Why not? No, just like the ski, yeah. the ski mask thing. I mean, like, you know. Uh, even better. I, I always thought Beachhead and, 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 and Firefly were the coolest G.I. Joes. They didn't have faces. Dez doesn't like people with faces. No, I just apparently don't like three and face people. <laughs> three quarter inch figures with faces. Ah, uh, fair enough. In my defense, I want you to tell me honestly, in your memory, Dan, going back to G.I. Joe three quarter and three inch figures, was there any difference between Lieutenant Falcon and Duke in their facial features? I feel like they were the same person. They had different color hair. That's about it. I always liked Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow and Jinx and Beachhead, and Firefly, a lot better than all those boring people with faces. There's only one cool G.I. Joe character with a face, and you know it, and it's the only one that I can reasonably cosplay. Please tell- oh, I was going to say, it's not Scarlet, then. Shipwreck. You would look so good as Shipwreck! I Holy did- shit, you would! I did Shipwreck for a couple of Halloweens. It's, it's, it's my go-to Halloween You cosplay. would look so good as Shipwreck. But Shipwreck's I approve. the only cool one who has a face. I feel like when we did that costume party... 
um, at your house right after we met Billy. That's kind of what you were going for. Oh, I don't were, think so. I think that party I was Shaun of the Dead. No, because you were in your Navy-ish. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe. But there was there was that. also there was also a year where I was Shaun of the Dead, because that's an easy pull for me too. Or at least it used to be. You just bring a cricket bat. No, I just wore a red shirt with with a little <coughs> red ink stain on it. And I've already got the goatee. I don't remember what I want to ask for that party. Maybe a Jedi. Maybe that I, was my Jedi year. You always go as a Jedi. No, I've got it. I wore my tenth Doctor cosplay to work I'm yesterday. Because you make, can do that. I'm gonna make a video for the internet and YouTube where Dan Zisco is the world's most boring Padawan. Oh, I'd probably want to balance books or something. Aww. Oh, see, here's the thing: is all the other topics. As much as I love you, I don't really know how much you can. Uh, I did my part. You, you did. You actually did really good. This you did really good. Um, so I'm actually going to wait for Des to get back because there are three topics, all of which he will love, and we won't have to do all of them because we are already at one hour fifteen. And I do have a couple of questions from the universe, but all in all, good draft. All in all, um, very excited to do the draft. All in all, very happy that I could do my other draft and actually feel like I got the best available team. Yeah, I've got one left. To the point where people were kind of going, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, no, no, yes. You've got problems. You've got a problem in RB2. <laughs> this is not a good pick. Why did you do this? And if I heard I'm a blank fan one more time, I was going to be like, I need to play in this league. I absolutely have to play in this Here's league. Here's the thing. If you if you really want to figure out what to do, see, I have this theory, like, you, you can... um. You can live a really, really successful, productive life if you just do the opposite of what, like, Ann Coulter says to do. Yes. And it works sort of the same way in fantasy football. There's this asshole on ESPN. He's actually a really nice guy who writes great articles named Matthew Berry. Writes okay. extremely long articles um, that will talk all about his career in, in TV before he became a writer and so on. He pimps his book and he writes these funny stories about his family and so on. And eventually turns it to a theme and to a long fantasy football article. And he makes all these crazy predictions. And if you just do the opposite of what he predicts every year, you're fine. You'll probably win your championship. I will say this. Um, so again, Stephen was uh, who was on on the podcast after the draft went down. On Sunday, um, this is again, my, you know, my other draft. We, uh, looking at the board, and I'm, I'm just kind of looking at the players he picked and the positions he picked them in. I'm like, you're going to win this draft if everybody stays healthy. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, you absolutely are. You have the best. I don't remember what it is. I've got a picture of it. He had the best overall team, which I thought was I, I thought was amazing because just just the way that everyone else was picking was. Just the so the antithesis of hanging out with you and hanging out with you. Like I couldn't believe it. Dealing with the way you guys approach fantasy football and me learning from you guys, I'm like, did, did, ha, ha. I'm confused. Steven's the only one who won. He's talking. He's talking about the we 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 go into drafts wanting to win. Yes, but different people have different <clears throat> desires and what they want out of a draft, and depending on what their perspective is, they may draft different players at different times. I don't agree with their choices, which is why I draft the way I draft. All right, I got three more topics. Wes Craven. He dead. Wes Craven died uh, this week at 76 years old. Wes Craven, the creator of Freddy Krueger and the Scream movies, um, along with he directed the, the original Last House on the Left 
And there's something else that I saw. I'm like, oh my god, he directed that. Um, Wes Craven is one of the people that created horror movies as we know them. Um, he did pass away. I think he had brain cancer. Yes, I feel like he had brain cancer. He had brain cancer, and uh, which is which is an awful way to go. Um, well, and not necessarily. I, he was I, in his seventies. He had a good run. Seventies, seventy six. I still it's a little little early, not too early. Yeah. It wasn't like fifty two. And I mean, early. I don't mean to, to make anyone brain cancer feel like they don't have a real ailment, but depending on where the tumor is in your brain, you might have real happy times the week or two before you die because uh, you're, uh, you're seeing the most amazing light show on the face uh, of the planet. Yeah, it's very true. You may also be blind and deaf. It depends on where the tumor is and putting My pressure on your actually brain. Is. But again, Wes Craven changed the way we looked at horror movies in the 80s, especially with the Freddy Krueger movies, um, especially with the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which I think he did both of those. Uh, just absolutely incredible. Um... You know, and, and obviously Scream completely kind of went the other way on that, just in terms of a parody, sort of of a or a satire, as it will, of of the uh, the slasher movie mm-hmm. kind of genre. And I guess However, MTV, I'd like to point out that he was never making fun of himself. No, 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 never, never, never. And I guess MTV, the Scream television show, is going to do a small tribute at the end of their or at the it, end of their it, season. It's over. It's done. It's already it's done. Already they already happened. did it. Yeah. They already did it. All right. Well, you know, good. So I just want to say, hats off to Wes Craven. Um, we will. Not that we didn't know that we were going to miss you, but you did change sort of the the realm of of horror movies. William has a thought. No, I just looked him up to figure out what else he made. Yeah, um, because you mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream, and I was like, I could have sworn there were some other things. In yeah, it. he did Last House on the Left. He did the original. The, one. the Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, that was the, that was the one I was thinking. The Hills yeah, Have but Eyes. The one I ran into was like he left the academic world for the more lucrative role of pornographic film director. I believe that he worked under pseudonyms and may have had a role in making Deep Throat. I believe that. <laughs> I absolutely. Believe I did it. not know that. Uh, but there you go. I, um, absolutely, I absolutely believe it. Um, real quick, the last two ones. One, one is stupid. I'm just going to throw it out there. Apparently, River Song is coming back. She's going to meet the Twelfth Doctor. That is and totally stupid. It, it's just. It, it, it's just. It's if you're a Doctor you Who fan. Care. I care. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you care. Uh, I'll see how she does in the Christmas episode. I like River Song, but I think wait, she got convoluted wait, with Eleven. Wait. You'll see how she does. I mean, uh, Alex Kingston's amazing. Is there some indication that Alex Kingston is not an amazing actress She's anymore? She's amazing. Um, it just, I, I feel like River and Eleven were an odd combination. River and Ten worked because it was at the end of her life. I want to really want to see how River does with Twelve. And then the last one that I think you'll be interested in is there was an article about the future of Goonies. Like they talk about the set. I don't remember who. It might have been Richard Donner. That instead of, uh, you know, the sequel is still talked about, blah, 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 blah. But what they're doing in New York is they're going to make an Goonies immersion theater event where you become one of the Goonies and you go through the entire movie. You don't actually have to stay with the group. You can go off into other parts of the cave or other parts of the warehouse or other parts of, quote, unquote, you know, the, uh, I would say Aurora, but not really. So, like, you know, the attic. So you you basically get to be part of the Goonies movie. Can I be Data? I like this is kid. This is a new thing they're going to do in New York, so the Goonies immersion theater event. Basically, Goonies is stealing sleep no more. Mm-hmm. How is this news? But I mean, um, well, no, because immersion theater events are a new thing. But they have they they've been. <coughs> you can basically attach them to Shakespeare. They've done a lot of like Macbeth has done an immersion theater. They've done one for Hamlet. They've done one for a few other stories where you can sit and eat dinner with Macbeth. Or you know, again, they try, when I was at State, they tried to do one with Seven Against Thebes. Mm-hmm. It was awful. 
It was terrible because mm-hmm. nobody knew what the hell was going on. But immersion theater is kind of a new thing. It's kind of an up and coming thing where you take a night and you play the characters over a night. You know, it's not a two hour play. You go nine hours doing something. But Goonies, I feel, is an interesting choice. And I, as you know, you as the master of, they're going to become a master of theater. I was, I thought you might be interested. I vote. Really? Why? Sleep no more works because you're not playing anybody. You are a silent participant in the show. And you feel like Goonies, you have to play someone. You can't just be a. No, silent I mean, if they're really gonna do it, like if you play a character, I mean, like that's the way I read. I could be wrong, but I feel like if you're going to be part. It, if you're going to be a Goonie. If they do it, immersion theater the way Sleep No More is done. Sleep No More is uh, in a warehouse in New York. It's uh, they built a five-story hotel and they do Macbeth every night three times, and you put on a mask and you walk through the the performance and you pick where you get to go. Yeah. And they do it three times in an hour with several scenes happening simultaneously on different floors. And the idea is you explore the experience yourself. But no one's asking you to actually physically act. Although there are some small closet spaces where there are times where actors will take a single audience member into a space where there are some things that happen. And no one wants to talk about those because it would ruin the experience for the ones that get to do it. But it's not like they're asking you to know lines or to, to do things. This seems a little bit too much like trying to recreate Ready Player One. What I, as a VR idea, I think is a brilliant idea. If you could ever do a VR environment good enough so that you could do Goonies, and now I'm Mikey in Goonies or whatever, Will's data, that's great. But Will in an actual live space... He had that punching the boxing glove thing on the spring. That was pretty awesome. The way, I, the way it came to me was it was a combination between Sleep No More and the murder mystery tour we did at your bachelor party where on one level you're if you don't want to participate you don't have to you just kind of follow everybody okay, around but, but see, if you want to participate then you get to figure out all the clues and, and that's not inconsistent if it's a thing like they do like sleep no more where they you wear a mask and you're you're a character in the scene but you're also obviously an audience member they're not expecting you to interact with the actors i feel like i feel like they they could find nine people who want to interact and then and, and you know Will can be data. It's his dream. I don't. I don't like this idea. Maybe if I learn more about it and they've got a better concrete idea for doing it, but I'm not too thrilled about it. Um, I, I also want to talk about Dan. I don't think we ever talked about this when this happened. They're trying to reboot Last Starfighter. Really? Yeah. No idea that it was I happening. I think it's a brilliant the next idea. Last Starfighter. It, does, it doesn't even make grammatical sense. No, it doesn't. But it doesn't have to be called the Last Starfighter. Um, although you could do a Last Starfighter movie that's set in the Starfighter universe that has a completely different story, that is still good. I, I kind of, I tend to agree with that. You could have like five gun stars out on patrol and yeah. four of them gets destroyed. Then it still could be called The Last, the last Starfighter. Um, but I think as, uh, if you're, if you're going to reboot any of the various nerddom universes, The Last Starfighter is basically the best one to do because it's such a, it's not a defined universe. No, there's nothing there. Right, you learn about Greg in the movie and that's about it. Well, and, and and the movie could serve the, the original movie serves as a good introduction to this open world that's mm-hmm. out there. So you watch that, you understand what's going on, and then you just there's yeah. an open world, and it's wonderful. I, I could see that. I kind of don't want to get to questions of the universe for two reasons. Number one, we're already an hour twenty five. No. And number two, there must be questions of the universe. All right, I was going to next week is episode one hundred. Plus, you you're you, gonna erase that one. Plus, you missed my favorite article of the week, which is. So the Muppets are back. The Muppets are back. And did you see the controversy? Not controversy. The internet's uproar about... I don't think it's Kermit's new 
girlfriend? Yeah, Kermit's new girlfriend. The the new seductress yes. for Kermit. Who's a pig. Yes. And there, there's a little brief little gif fetish. of her up. And the internet has decided that she looks like a particular actress. In silence. <laughs> Is anybody picking it out from the... Uh, oh, the no, no, she absolutely does. What's her bucket from Game of Thrones? Yes! 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 yes. <laughs> He's looking to my wife. She's like, what? And then no. she what's her name? What's her name? Natalie Dorr. Natalie Dorr, yes! So that's exactly <laughs> who she looks like. I mean, it's weird to say that a Muppet pig looks like <laughs> Natalie Dormer. <laughs> but look at the fucking picture, man. It's totally there. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. all I got on I'm that. very excited about the Muppets. I was watching Muppets Take Manhattan, and my wife hates the Muppets. And I'm like, no! My wife hates the Muppets? Yes, she hates you the Muppets. Her? I, I still married her. Um, we can talk about reasons when we're drunk and not around her. Um, all right, questions with you. Questions of the universe. All right, I've got, well, I've got three, two and a half, really. The first one actually comes from... Um, Somebody didn't finish their question. Gwen, uh, who is going to start a blog on the, on, the, on the website. Like, I'm giving okay. her a blog. So uh, it's going to happen in the next week. Basically, she said, pretend she said something over the top and crude unless she comes up with something. So how fucking dare you? That was awful and crude. She didn't say anything. It's a half a question of the universe. Uh, the next one... She just, like, insulted us from she, the universe. Uh, I, guess. I feel like I need to describe my facial expression to the audience. <laughs> it's not quite dumbfounded. That, that was what she said. She said, pretend I said something over the top and crude. So I just did. Um, the next one actually comes from uh, Sean from the Pittsburgh Nerd Pod. What is the worst superhero movie ever made? Uh, he voted Batman and Robin, but that 80s Captain America movie is a close second. Uh, 80s, I disqualify 80s Captain America, both of them, because they were made for TV movies. They were supposed to be TV shows that didn't become TV shows. Um, I guess that depends on how you qualify. Uh, you you got to remember, superhero movie? you got to remember, Steel with Shaq was technically a superhero Steel was movie. awful. And it was uh, terrible. But, like, I mean, like, the, 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 the problem I'm coming up with is this, Dan. Is the Punisher a superhero? Uh, because if he is, it's the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. You can't get worse than that. The next worst after that is and always will be Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Was that the, the one with the Hoff? That was the one with the Hoff. David Hasselhoff played Sam Jackson's role I in a movie. I think the Corman Fantastic Four is better than Nick Fury. Well, actually, you know, I, I have to qualify my answer. The new Fantastic Four movie. I, uh, see, because I did say it was worse than Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, with David Hasselhoff. I don't know, Brian. Uh, uh, Brian Wald said it wasn't a great movie. Decided it wasn't as bad as everybody was saying. Um, that if you paid attention, that a lot of the stuff that that supposedly didn't make sense actually made sense. Yes, but I don't. I don't think that with no in meaning no insult to Brian. I don't think Brian understands the reason we we, we are so reviled by it. I haven't it's, seen it. Yet. It's not that. It's a bad movie. It's not the world's worst movie. It's not a good movie. Like, see, Dan, the one thing I'll give you is this. With Man, with Man of Steel, I know we talk about it a lot. It's not a great movie, but it's not an awful movie. Watching it the first time, I didn't feel like my money was being robbed from me. It just, it just disappointed me as a Superman movie. And I think that's fair. <clears throat> but with the Fantastic Four movie, it's really not a good movie either. I mean, it's really one of those ones you watch it afterwards and you're like, I paid money for this. But the reason we revile it is because it's such a horrible Fantastic Four movie. 
I feel like my answer might be Darkman 3, Die, Darkman, Die. Darkman isn't technically a superhero. Do count Darkman as a superhero? I mean, we're not going into farces like Blank Man, right? No. The problem with Darkman is if you do that, you bring in movies like Super and movies like Alter Egos. And I don't, I don't Can we say Hancock? That. Would Hancock count? Because that movie was terrible. No, He's I think Hancock is in that same category. I, I agree Hancock is an awful movie. But it's in that same category where it's, it's vaguely superhero-esque, but because it's not linked to any property... It is of itself. It's hard to call it a superhero movie. Fair enough. But I'd agree with you. Hancock's way down there on the list. Yeah, ha- ha- Hancock. Um, I would a, say, uh, you, William. I've seen Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck on what? multiple occasions. No, no, hold on. I wasn't done. I've seen Howard the Duck, and I haven't seen a lot of movies. I've seen that one, and my answer is Captain America. The first one? The, the first Chris one. Evans one. Yes, he hated the Captain America movie. That right. was a rotting piece of shit. So, I have no idea how anybody sat through so it. So basically, basically the movie that Marvel made that you and I went, oh my God, someone finally made a good Captain America movie. movie. And was like, what a turd. No, because basically William's a communist. That's what we've done. Uh, <laughs> it's a movie about a World War II hero who goes and fights the Nazis. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I ranted hey. for three drunken hours about how much I hate a man of steel. And I just picked Captain <laughs> America. Hey, when, when, did, when did you become a follower of Donald Trump? Oh, Donald Trump did tell what's her bucket in Kentucky that she needs to follow the law. So Donald Trump got a little bit more respect in my book today. And that we need to tax the rich. I, I don't know what the hell is happening. I, I, I wonder uh, if he started, like, I'm going to say the most conservative, crazy things possible. And then once people are like, yeah, then I'm going to say the most liberal things I can think of and, and see if they still go, yeah, or, or what they do. Basically, I feel like Donald I Trump. I feel kind of bad for Donald Trump. He's running an experiment. Let's just say shit and see what happens. Um, apparently, when he did his uh, I'm not going to run against the Republican Party pledge, he both thought it was August and he thought it was the 15th. Or maybe he none thought of it was which, August of 15. None, none of which when it was September. There's a lot, of, a lot of fail in that moment. And I got one more from Brett Thompson, number one listener. Brett, uh, how should the Simpsons TV show end? Oh, Reddit answered that once. Oh, you know what they did? I remember yeah. that thread. I, I I don't remember what the, the and there was a really good answer on that. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I think they. Oh God, I'm trying to remember. There was like a somebody had suggested that the last episode be about a, I think a contest to write. I don't know if it was an episode of Itchy and Scratchy or an episode of the Krusty Show or something along something those lines. Along they, they were all supposed to write something, and every character in, in, ends up writing. Uh, their own version, and so they end up talking about the way they think that the show that they all love or whatever, how it should all end. And in the end, they're all rushing home to be able to go catch the episode as it's coming on. And so basically the end of the episode is the opening credit scene of them all rushing back to the couch to go catch the end of their favorite show. Which is brilliant. And there was more to it than that. that but I, I mean, that, 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 I mean it, that was generally what it had to do with. And this person wrote this incredibly long write-up explaining the whole thing and led up to that final, this is how it's going to end, and it's actually the opening, and you're like, oh, fuck, that was great. That was brilliant. You actually can't beat that. Like I, re- I remember there was one amazing answer, and I feel like that was it. Do you, I, I, that's all I got. I got one question of the universe from me. Okay. <clears throat> Here we are in the first week of September, and this question's for Dan. Dan... Do we even care about Gotham anymore? I I haven't I didn't watch the second half of the season. Oh boy! Of the first season, I have no idea Nor what's going did on. I. I started. I couldn't. Keep I started up. it, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I could not get into it. There were moments where I really, really there's liked lot, it, and I just couldn't get into it. There's a lot of Rena Bakaron in a lab coat that you're missing there. Uh, I should I should go back and watch that. 
Yeah. Well, there's Supergirl, Danny. You gonna watch Supergirl? I am gonna watch Super. I'm gonna try Supergirl. Um, there, there, there are a few shows that I'm looking forward to. I was not like I, we're the American League is coming back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're American Horror Story fans in this uh, in this house. I was not interested in Freak Show, but this season is Hotel, which could be fun. Um, Lady Gaga's in it, which just for some Can't reason be any worse than True Detective season two. Uh, there, there you go. Um, Supergirl. Obviously, I'm looking forward to Arrow and Flash. Um. Can't really think of much else oh, that I'm also I'm really really looking forward the to. Heroes, of, I'd like to see. I'd like to at least try. Heroes. I will. I will watch at least a couple of heroes. I'll I, watch I will, it. I'll watch it for Zachary Levi. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. That's and, an and Jack Coleman character choice for him. I want to see what he does with it. I want to see more Jack Coleman because I love that guy in that role. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Zachary Levi. That's yeah. about the only reason. Now I'm I have to tell it. the two of you. The two of you are required within the next forty-eight hours to watch only the first nine minutes. <laughs> Of Blunt Talk. Okay. The first nine minutes of the first episode of Blunt Talk are the funniest nine minutes of television ever created by man. Don't build it up, though. No, and then it's all downhill from there, so stop watching. Okay. But right up until he gets arrested is amazing. Comedy gold. Yes. Comedy gold. All right, are we done? Yes. This has been Musings of a Geek. Uh, we are on the Musings of a Geek podcast network. No, really? Which is musingsofageek.com. You can also get us at, uh, the, the, where else? Where are we? We're on the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, and the Geek Life Radio. And the Geek Life Radio. Danger Entertainment Network, Geek Life Radio. Uh, Danger Entertainment is, by the way, dangerentertainment.net. Geek Life Radio is, I think it's geekliferadio.com. We're on TuneIn. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. You can get us everywhere if you liked anything you heard on our podcast that we talked about. Um, you want to know more about football in general. You can buy books on football from our Amazon banner. Also, we do have a audacity. Also, also just to let you know if you're if you're really bad at fantasy football, next year we're going to make Will write a who should you draft book. I think that's fair. Um, we uh, if if you if he basically just takes stuff from Reddit and and sells it to you. <laughs> If you want to, uh, you know, we talked about books. If you want to listen to any of those books, there is jump on our Audacity banner on the podcast or on the website. You can get a free download. Get a free download from Audacity. Why would you not get a free download? Um, also, I maybe they don't like books. We got swag. You can jump on musingsofageek.com and buy something with a Musings of a Geek logo on it. How awesome is that? Um, I got nothing else. 76 days to Vegas. I'm excited. Very excited. And next really? week is episode 100. Are you concerned by how much Dan is building up Vegas? No, we're going on Thursday this year. It's going to be amazing. I want to go to Vegas. Right? Do you remember the last trip to Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, we all lost. It was really oh, yeah, I got sure. killed. We got killed. But... You want to go again? But we went to, uh, what is it, Park on Fremont? We did. We found a good restaurant. and uh, we'll, They've been disappointing Will ever since. They have, but we, we, we randomly ended up at a couple of different Denny's and an Applebee's. So, you know, it's all good. And we might end up on this trip this time. Actually, that, that one Applebee's um, off of Paradise, we've been to that particular Applebee's in Vegas. A couple times. More than we've been to Applebee's in San Diego. Oh, well, I think Diego. they saved my ass last year. Oh, they absolutely did, because I drove your drunk asses all the way out there, and then everybody sobered up. Um, there was a funny story. Oh, yeah, we got that to look forward to. Funny story. There was a drunk argument about the two of you, between the two of you, about uh, Goodell during that trip, and there was just a drunk argument about Goodell here. So we're still talking about Roger Goodell. You were much drunker in the car. You were so much drunker in the car, um, because... I switched to beer, and you guys kept drinking hard alcohol. Us, no. All right, everybody. Uh, this has been Musings of a Geek. Thanks again for listening, and stay geeky, my friends. 
You are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends.